Well, 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 would you look at that? It's been some time once again. Another another couple couple months, two months. I'm an idiot. I remember I was trying to do these once a week. Now it's at best once <laughs> once every two months, but we're here. We are back. What's going on, everyone? I can't even speak properly, so I'm going to try it again. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Captain's Lodge podcast, episode number 10. We made it to 10. Double figures for a podcast is always a very rare sight to, to occur, but we are here at episode 10 today. As you can see by the lovely setup, we are back to the desk setup once again. You can see me. I'm going to wave to those. Uh, that are watching the uh, video version. And as per normal, there will be the audio version on anchor.fm forward slash Captain's Lodge. You can check that out there. But we're back today. You know, we're here for another episode. We're looking good, looking dandy. How is life, you ask? Well, if I'm being honest with you, I'm not in the best place right now, mentally speaking. Uh, it's been pretty rough these last couple months. Not everything's gone my way with relationships and friendships and such, but... uh. We're here now once again, you know, to, to have a chat about those things as we've as we've come to know and love with this podcast now. It's just it's an opportunity for me to actually have like a conversation with you guys and it's an opportunity to kind of express where I'm at in life and what's going right and wrong for me. And hopefully we can use that as catalysts for each other to allow ourselves to become better as individuals and human beings, you know, just as it is. But yeah, like I said, things haven't really been going my way particularly uh, like I've, I think I've said to you guys in the past few episodes, I've lost something very, uh, lost someone very, very close and near and dear to me. And I think that that's definitely taken a toll on my mental. It's been pretty, it's been pretty rough to say the least, but I don't really want to get into that too much. Although that was the plan for today's episode. Uh, I was thinking about talking about, you know, forever and what that actually kind of constitutes and means. But I think that I'm going to leave that for a future episode, probably episode 11 at least the next one. And I have the I have the next two episode ideas kind of planned out, but it's just a matter of of actually putting those gears into action and, and having them actually occur. But you know, I'm I'm pretty happy with with what's been, you know, what's been said and done, I suppose. And happy is kind of a superficial word there. I'm not really that happy about how everything's kind of panned out for myself, if I'm being honest with you. I think I got the short end of the straw here and, you know, it's a, it's kind of rough, but we're not here to talk about that today. And I don't know how long this episode is going to be. I don't think it's going to be that long, but today on a whim, actually, it was uh, two days ago from the time of this recording. I'm going to upload this the same day that I recorded as well. I kind of sat down and was like, you know what? I'm going to set myself some tasks, some goals, some reminders for the duration of, of, uh, of this month. And um, I don't know why I'm putting my hat here, <laughs> but I'm going to set myself some tasks, goals, reminders, whatever you want to call it for this month. And I want to achieve them. I want to make sure that I'm aligning with them and I want to make sure I'm doing them. So birth the one month challenge. Uh, it's probably a pretty common thing for most people. I'm sure that there are plenty of people that create these challenges for their own accord just to keep themselves in check. I know my guy, Rion, aka Ryan, he does it as well. And I'm going to be doing the same thing and I've created my own subset and I know he has as well. And, and, and I don't think he's going to be too upset of, of me if I read out what his goals are as well. But the whole point of this one month challenge is essentially from August 30th, AEST, so my time 
to September 30th, I have a subset of dot points that I want to maintain and achieve throughout the duration of the next 30 days. And I want to make sure that I adhere to those entirely. And, you know, it's going to get personal. It's going to say some pretty, some, some weird things, but I'll explain every single dot point that I have here. And, you know, we have the trusty phone as per usual with all my lovely notes on it. So the first dot point here is continue exercising at least once per day. It's pretty obvious, isn't it? You know, you got to exercise, stay fit and healthy. But when I was going through the rudder, I kind of just let go of the idea of walking and I stopped walking for a long time. I stopped going to the gym. I stopped eating well. I gained a lot of weight back that I had lost throughout the earlier points of this year because I mean, to be blunt and upfront with you, I was depressed. I had nothing. I had no one. I felt very alone and very upset. And, you know, I kind of put it on myself a lot too. I was like, oh, woe is me, the world's ending kind of deal, which obviously isn't the situation here. But for, for uh, maybe a cringy part to most people, my world was kind of ending because I had, I didn't know where I was going to go. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I, I felt very alone in that kind of situation. And I've unfortunately become very used to feeling very alone. Although I know that I have friends and family around me, like when you're missing out on that one particular person, it, it does make you feel like you are alone per se. So I kind of stopped exercising entirely. I have picked that up back again, thankfully, uh, thankfully enough. Uh, so I'm now going to the gym Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Friday is kind of my relaxing day. But at the same time, I still try to go for a walk in the afternoon if there's nothing on after work. Or if there's stuff on after work, then I'll I'll go to the gym in the evening. And if either of those don't uh, don't pan out and I get home late from work, let's say, I try to get in my 7,500 steps. That's kind of my goal every day, about 7,500 steps or a gym exercise slash routine. So Monday, I do gym, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, all gym. On the Wednesday, it's a cardio day. So I do cardio at the gym. So an hour stray on the elliptical or on the bike, on the treadmill, whatever the case is. Thursday, back to the just regular routine. I'm kind of really working on upper body right now because I want to strengthen my arms and my chest to be able to do pull-ups. You know, I haven't forgotten about my my goal, my mission to try to do seven pull-ups by the end of this year. I don't think that's going to happen anymore, but if I can at least do two or three, I'd be super satisfied with myself and and pretty proud of myself in that front. And I'm not going to give up on that goal of doing seven pull-ups as the, the male average, I suppose. So that's Wednesday and Thursday. And then on Friday, like I said, generally after work, we I hang out with some of my friends or whatever it is. So there's not a lot of time to go after work and, you know, uh, so I'll try to walk around the day as much as possible, walking up and down the office when I have some spare time or going out for lunch, but not necessarily going out and buying lunch, but going outside and walking around the city a little bit, try to get those steps in as much as I can and making sure I I hit that seven and a half thousand steps overall. So, you know, that's Thursday. So that's Friday, sorry. Then on Saturday, I will go for a walk. Um, and then on Sunday, me and my friends will go for a lake walk. Both those walks are about five, five and a half kilometers each. And it kind of takes up an hour. And it's really nice to catch up with friends on that lake walk or just do it myself. And the same thing for the walk around where I live here as well. A nice five, five and a half kilometer walk as well. Good good opportunity to clear the mind, listen to some lo-fi beats maybe, or just listen to some music. And it's it's an opportunity to really just relax and breathe and and figure some shit out, I suppose. But uh, it's that's definitely one of the big points there. And what the second point here comes into it as well is uh, keep counting calories. So... Earlier this year, I was counting calories because me and one other person, we were kind of working side by side and making sure that we're both getting fit and healthy. 
obviously that person that person has now left me. So I kind of dropped everything and was like, oh, I know what calories are and I know how much to eat and I know how to look after myself. But I think that that's pretty superficial to pretend or to not per se pretend. Obviously, you can you can. I'm not going to eat a lot today, and you know that's going to adhere to your, what your calorie count may be. But I think that I started to get lost in the source a little bit, in the sense that I was very much so just not counting properly or I wasn't counting at all, obviously. And I was ended up just eating way too much or drinking way too much. And in turn, I was gaining a lot of weight overall. So I think that keeping up the calorie counting itself is a super important thing for myself to, to do. And getting back to it now, it's like, I, I really do realize that in those days where I was like, oh, I'll have a little bit extra for dinner, but not lunch and whatever it is, I was still going over what my calorie limit is now. And I think that that in itself, that in like in combination with not exercising just made me gain all that weight that I had, um, that I had lost over the start of this year. So those two go hand in hand. Um, and I think that, uh, I think that the counting of calories is super important. I've been very much being very picky and very uh, particular with those counting of calories and just ensuring that in the long run, I'm doing this every single day. And even if I forget to do it for, a previous day, I will go back and I will uh, add those calories back in. And the great thing about, I use MyFitnessPal. It's probably one of the more generic ones. It's not the best app, but I think it's what everyone kind of uses as like a as like a base point. I've linked that to my Google Fit. So I count all my steps and my exercising through Google Fit. And it does a little algorithm kind of calorie counting in terms of how many calories you've burnt. And that automatically gets added in throughout the day. So like, for example, I'll check, I can, I'll check myself right now. All I had was, I had a little bit of pizza for lunch that was left over from the day before. Um, you know, hopefully this app actually loads, but so I had that, I had two coffees today. I know not, not, not good for me to be doing that at all. Uh, and it seems like my fitness pad doesn't want to work right now, but that's okay. But what the, what the benefit of having that, that, uh, that connection there between the Google fit and uh, the, the fitness app itself is that it will count the calories that you're burning as well. So for example, I believe that my calorie deficit is like 2000 or so, which is actually a lot when you really think about it Two two it's like two point something. Um, but if I'm like walking a lot throughout that day or I'm moving around the office a lot, it'll, it'll keep track of those calories that I'm burning. And then in turn, it'll put those as like, I guess, positive. So hypothetically, let's say if I hadn't eaten anything that day, but I had just walked like a 5K walk, I would get like plus 400 calories. So instead of my deficit being 2,200, it'd become 2,600. So you kind of get that added benefit of it too. Obviously, these things aren't necessarily always 100% accurate, but I mean, it's a way for me to check myself and to, for me to ensure that I'm kind of only eating or only uh only adhering to what I've set myself as a as a deficit of what I want to kind of be very strict towards. So I do believe that counting calories has, has been super beneficial for me and allows me to keep track of what I'm eating, how much I'm eating. And also like, it's just going to show results. If I don't eat a lot, if I continue to exercise the amount that I'm exercising now as well, that, you know, you'll slowly work down and lose that weight in the long tail. And I want to lose that weight before the end of this year as well. So I'm working extra hard to make sure that that does happen, you know? So I think that those two first points there, the counting of calories and the exercising at least once per day, uh, just go hand in hand. And I think that that's, that's very valuable here. Now, this one's a bit crass, so I do apologize, but uh, 
Uh, it's, you know, I feel kind of embarrassed to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. The next point here, as I have, is no masturbation. No beating off, no jerking it, no touching the willy tang. But I think that, like, it's a bit of a crass one. And like I said, I do apologize. But I think it's important. I think that uh, it's definitely one of those things where it's like it's a euphoric release, per se. And I don't want to stay on this topic for too long here. But I think that I kind of... I don't. I just want to see what happens. I kind of want to take a month off from beating it. I know I can't really say with a straight face. It's really hard to, but I want to take a month off from doing that, and uh, just you know see how I feel. I've heard plenty of stories of people feeling a lot better, a lot more energy, and they they feel a lot focused and more happy from like reducing, if not stopping, for for at least a good period of time. So for me, that's kind of what I, it's, it's more of a testing point just to see what happens per se. Like, will I get more energy back? Will I feel happier day to day? I don't know. Maybe it's going to be a negative and I'm going to feel worse, but I mean, you have to test these things out to see how they go. So yep, I'm not going to be doing that for the duration of this one month challenge. The next thing here is not using my phone in the shower. I think that it's a bit of a weird one, but I felt like a lot of the time when I'd go to have a shower, I'd always end up bringing my phone into the shower. And then I, instead of spending the time in the shower, like actually like just sitting and relaxing and cleaning myself properly and all that kind of stuff. And um, I would do all that except minus the actual like chill out part of like detoxing. I would still obviously, you know, shampoo, condition, wash the body, do the, you know, do what you need to do. But like, I would very much be focused on like my phone and I'd very much be focused on using it. And it's very counterintuitive for me because I hate using my phone. Like I have a deep seated anxiety now towards social media and, and apps and getting notifications. I get very scared and anxious and concerned on the notifications that I get. So it is kind of counterintuitive to be wanting to use my phone in the shower. Uh, I think a lot of the time I'll just be aimlessly scrolling Twitter or Reddit on the in the shower, or I'll be playing like One Piece Treasure Cruise or something. So, you know, the grind doesn't stop, obviously. You know the vibes, man. But I think that it's definitely one of those things where I, I can't I can't keep doing that because A, I know like the phone that I have, IP68 water resistant bullshit. Like, first of all, it's bad for the phone. Second of all, I feel like the time in the shower could be should be used as a moment of cleansing yourself and just kind of taking a step away from everything for at least a little brief moment. And if like, I mean, obviously I'd use it to listen to music in the shower sometimes too, but I mean, I feel like I should just get a speaker for that instead of putting my whole ass phone in the, in the shower. So, you know, it's a, it's another quick one, but no phone use in the shower, no bueno for this month. And we'll see how we go. Hopefully that builds a habit. I believe they do say it's like 21 or 25 days to build a habit. So, I mean, ideally that that's what this month kind of produces. It produces those habits and it kind of builds that, um, builds that uh, habitual nature for me to do these kinds of things. The next thing, again, another weird one, but hey, this is my challenge, you know, and you know, these are the weird things that I need to try to pick up on is make your bed every day. I think that I'm very much in the mantra of, I kind of just don't make my bed when I get up because I know that like in the back of my mind, efficiently, I know that, well, I need to go back to bed anyway. So what's the point of making my bed and then just using it in the evening to go back to sleep? But I think that there is an essence of feeling like you've accomplished something at, at the immediate starting point of the day. If you get up and you make your bed, you like brush your teeth, you go and you, you get you get your day started. So I think that there is a very, um, there's very much a, uh, there's a feeling of accomplishment, which sounds kind of 
weird, but there very much is. It's like one of those things where it's where it's like if you achieve something at the very start of the day, it's like hypothetically, it's very it's very meaningful, very simple, like doing the dishes or taking out the rubbish or you know cleaning the dog poop or whatever the case may be. I think making making my bed at the start of every single day, like I get up, I like, you know, I, I get changed, you know, I get myself ready for work and then I make my bed. So I leave the house with a made bed and I know that, okay, I've accomplished something today. I feel I feel a little a little better about myself as an individual and I can get about my day. And then at least when I come home, I can come home to a a made bed and I can come home to something that's like, you know, it's, it's, it just feels cleaner for me, I, I think is kind of the right way to describe it. But on top of that, it's also just a, it's a nice feeling. It's a nice feeling to, to come home to a made bed and, you know, it's a, it, it just feels a lot better. So I'm going to be very much aiming towards making sure that my bed is made every single day. And, you know, it's a, again, building that habit of doing that because I feel like it just, it's a, it's a nice thing to come home to a made bed, you know, you made your bed, you goddamn laying it, that's for sure. The next thing here, we've been talking about this a bit, but a minimum of 30 minutes reading every night. I want to make sure that I'm constantly keep reading. Right now, I'm reading a book called Ikigai, like it's a way of life kind of book. I just, I, I finished How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's That's why I looked up there. It is up there. That was a fantastic book. I really enjoyed a lot of, a lot of good lessons there. And the main ones for me is like smiling and making sure that I look, you know, like presentable and just being respectful to those that are around you and, you know, showing and demonstrating that kind of respect for everyone, I think is the important factor that I'm trying to take out of that overall. But Ikigai has been good so far, talking about, you know, a Japanese way of life and finding your purpose in, in life. And, you know, it's, uh, I mean, it's just started, so it's good. But not only books is that I've also listed manga as something that too, something more fun. Like I've been reading... I don't know why, but I got into manga a lot now recently and I've been reading that. Obviously, I've been constantly reading One Piece. I'm going to check it here as well to, you know. Um, obviously, yeah, sorry. I've been reading One Piece a lot as I always have every week in, week out when it's available. I just finished uh, catching up on My Dress Up Darling, so Sono Bisque, which has been really good. And two probably more obtuse ones and all these like slice of life, like happy-go-lucky ones because... I don't think I'm really in the mindset or the headspace of reading anything too raw or too graphic or whatever. And I never have really enjoyed that kind of style of manga or anime in the first place. But there's one called Kaori Hana wa Rinto Saku. And it's pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting manga. That's been it's been super fun, very cutesy and happy. And then another one which has been pretty funny, but it's a rare marriage, how to grill our love, and it's about like you know, this barbecue and grilling and cooking food and demonstrating love for somebody else. And, you know, it makes me happy. So it's like one of those things where it's a, it's something that I'm reading that, you know, I gain joy out of doing it the same way that I gain a lot of knowledge out of reading those books and stuff. So it's kind of that give and take there, but I want it to be every single night. I want to be reading a minimum of 30 minutes, so a chapter or two every night and just kind of progressing towards, you know, finishing those books or those mangas and and just continue to consume content from all kinds of facets. Because obviously you can be like mangas, fiction and this and that, but I've gotten a lot of good lessons out of manga itself and simultaneously a lot of fantastic lessons of these self-help, self-help slash like, you know, way of life kinds of books as well. So I think that it's it's very important for me to be doing this, not because I'm trying to I'm trying to become a guru or like a whatever you want to call it, but more just for my own benefit. And if I can get one idea out of a book or one kind of point out of a manga, 
I believe that that's a successful read for me. Getting one particular facet of that, I think is the most ideal thing that can happen. And I'm very happy that, you know, I, so far everything that I've consumed has has provided me that one pinpoint where I can I can be satisfied, you know? So it's overall super positive there. Next one on the list, strictly sticking to focus mode times on my phone. So right now I have a focus mode set up. So essentially what focus mode does is it blocks out all social media apps that I have set there for it. And it stops me from accessing them or looking at them or getting any notifications of them until a specified time. So for me, I have it set from midnight until 5 p.m. Because generally I'll finish work at 4, 4.30. And by the time I get home, it'll kind of roll over. And then I'll be able to see what's who's sent me a message or if no one sent me a message, which has happened plenty of times before as well. Both of which are perfectly fine and, and, and normal. But I, I think I found myself a lot of the time kind of accessing these apps. So there's an option at least for the OnePlus 7 that I'm using here. Or the OnePlus 7 Pro, sorry, I should say, is that I can access these focus modes. I believe in other devices, it's called like Zen mode or something like that as well. There are multiple kinds of like do not disturb as well as kind of a facet of it as well there. But are there, um, the... I would find myself at least on, 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 for my device's sake is you can click on one of the apps and it, it will open it up for five minutes. And then after the five minutes, it'll prompt you and say, there's a minute left. Do you want to extend it or not? And I'd find myself either extending it or like after five minutes, it closing. And then like 10, 15 minutes later, I'd re-access it and open it again. Not healthy, not good. And again, it kind of goes back to that particular point that I was mentioning about the phone in the shower about like, I do have now a very deep-seated anxiety towards notifications because you know i just don't want to get a particular notification or something or something said to me or whatever it is um so i think that this is a good way for me to kind of block out my day and be like all right Mon and th this only is from monday to friday so saturday and sunday it's it's free game but from monday to friday it's like well you're working from the morning until the until the evening so focus on your work instead of trying to get on social media or like talk to people or, or like check if somebody's responding to you or if they've seen your message or whatever it is. And I found myself doing that a lot and that created a very toxic environment for myself. And I hated that. I hated that I had generated a toxic environment for myself and I was getting paranoid and scared that people weren't looking at my messages or they weren't responding to me or they weren't replying or they're leaving them on red. And then, you know, I would, I would then, then that kind of, you know, snowballs into, uh, they hate me or making assumptions or being super negative about things. So sticking, sticking to those focus modes is the, is the best thing that I'm, I can do for myself right now. And it, it is good because then I don't have this uh, conception or this, I don't conceive of anything in my mind where it's like, I'm waiting for this person to respond to me. It's like, I won't know if they've responded to me or messaged me at all until 5 p.m., which is for me, when that hits, then I'll, I can action any responses or send those any messages that I need to. Obviously, if it's something urgent, if it's something different, then different situation. But I still have my text messages because that's where my mom and my, my, my family talks to me or same thing as phone calls because obviously, you know, you gotta, you got to make moves and, and stuff, right? And naturally emails as well there too. So like it's a it's one of those things where I'm trying to adhere as best as I possibly can to those particular uh, only modes of communication. And my friends know if they want something urgently from me, uh, they can text me or call me. Um, and you know I'm very thankful that they're aware of that. 
instead of messaging me and then me not replying back and then them being like them being complaining or being upset that I didn't reply back. Uh, they're aware that I'm in this focus mode and I'm really trying to get over this anxiety again of of being concerned and stressed out about notifications and stuff. So I think that this is a this is what I need to do for myself and in, in order to in order to better myself overall. The next point here I have is be productive with your time. Interesting, right? I think it's pretty hard to be productive with your time. So that's why I've said to myself, you're going to have to start being productive. I have so many ideas, so many thoughts, so many things still on the to-do list that I need to accomplish that I just don't do. I find myself like just, and I'm sure people are in the same boat as well, but hopping on YouTube or Reddit or Twitter or whatever it is, and just constantly refreshing or recycling or just going back through a cycle of just doing the same thing over and over again. Like I'll go on YouTube and I'll rewatch the same videos that I've watched a hundred times, or I'll, I'll like open up a game and close the game, or I'll, I'll go on Twitter, scroll, scroll, scroll. And then, and then I'll refresh and then I'll look at the next 35 tweets that are there and I'll refresh and do the same thing. And I feel like that's not being productive in my time. There are so many things I need to accomplish and I need to do. And I want to do that. I know that I have the time to do, but I think I get scared of using my time to do those things because I feel like it's so ingrained in our culture and society that any of our free time should be spent with people or should be spent out and about or doing things or getting drunk or going on holidays or whatever it is. And whilst I think that those are important and they're necessary, at least for me, and this could be just me reading the room incorrectly and don't get it twisted. I do that a lot. I think that uh, I've, I've kind of felt a pressure that I need to maintain an image of myself that goes out and does stuff because I'm envious of people that do that. And I think that I need to start using my time more productively in getting shit done and starting stuff that I've said for years that I should start that I haven't done. So that's particularly why I think that that's super important. I think it is very important to just be productive with the time that I have available to me. And I think that that's why I want to start doing that from for this month. So any free time that I have, I want to use it doing something. And not to say that I have to be constantly working or constantly grinding or whatever it is. Obviously, you can be productive by relaxing or breathing. But I think that being productive for me is that I'm not using my free time thinking about other people that are doing stuff with their time and being upset or annoyed that they get to do stuff that I'm not doing. I know that kind of sounds a bit superficial and a bit personal, but I mean, that's what I see as being productive. Lots of projects I want to do, lots of things that I want to try, lots of risks that I want to take. And I think that I want to use any free time or any spare time that I have productively as possible and make 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 things happen, you know, and hopefully start something that, you know, can flourish into, into a career or into a potential project or whatever it is. The second to last one I have is minimize the time being upset or angry. I get caught up on things very, very frequently, very frequently. And I'll be upset about them for months and months or days, hours, whatever you want to call it on hand. And I'll find myself just being constantly scared to to face the music or like face, uh, constantly scared to accept the fact that things aren't going to change or the fact that these situations were caused by yourself. So I think that that's what kind of makes me upset and angry all the time. And I think I very much flick into being upset and angry very consistently as well. 
because it's kind of like a, it's a habit for me to do so. So I really want to be a bit more tame in that kind of sense and very much understand that, you know, it's okay that shit happens or shit doesn't go your way or people leave your life or people stop talking to you or people come into your life and, you know, people annoy you or things happen that happen out of the blue or, you know, the list goes on and on. But I think it's a matter of understanding the situation and accepting that. And then instead of getting upset or angry first, I think it's important to process what's going on and then take the necessary action to what what needs to be done for that particular situation there. So that's kind of what I mean by minimizing the time being upset or angry. It's just that, you know, it's a waste of time. It's really a waste of time to sit there and, and be upset and angry. And I think that I have wasted the last two or three months. I've could just completely seen fly by. June, July, August have gone have left me essentially because I was so upset and angry for those three months. Nothing was going my way. I was upset. I lost the person that I cared about the most. She was gone. Like it was, it, it all hit me. It hit me fucking hard. It really did. And I fell into a hole of just despair and I didn't do anything about getting out of that hole. And that that's my fault. You know, it's not anyone's fault but myself. I think I didn't use my time effectively. And instead I spent the time just being like, life sucks. I don't deserve anything good. Instead of looking at the situation and being like, yeah, this sucks, but let's try to do something positive about it. Which kind of leads me into my last point, which is very personal and very niche, but I'm going to read it out anyway. If you think about her, flip the negatives into positives. And in brackets I have here, be grateful for the memories and be happy that she is happy. It's tough. I'm a very envious person, as I've th- I believe I've said before in the past. Um, and I think that what's happened these last few months has kind of showed that my envy is a very uh, big factor of who I am. And I want to diminish that as much as possible, which is why I'm, I'm, I'm going to therapy and working on that kind of front as well. But I think that it's very easy for me to flip any kind of idea, any kind of thought about this person into being negative. And I want to see if I can try my best to, if I think of a memory and I'm like, that's never going to fucking happen again. Instead of saying that, I should say, you know what? I'm grateful that I got the opportunity to do that. Or if she's, you know, doing something fun, she's on a holiday somewhere. Instead of being like, oh, she hasn't replied to me or, uh, we're not talking anymore or that should be me over there with her, for example. I should say, you know what? I'm happy that she's happy as well. And I know that people might say, oh, that's not the right mentality. Fuck her, blah, blah, blah. And I think that, like, that's what generates a very toxic kind of subset. And I don't want to be that anymore because I think that for the past six years, that's what I've been. I've been a fucking shit human being. And in terms of being a shit person, because I'm very rude sometimes, And I don't think it's fair on the people around me to be like toxic and rude. So I just want to stop that entirely. If people want to cross me, if people want to do bad by me, if people want to stop talking to me, that's on them. That's not on me. If I end up losing every single person around me, so fucking be it. You know, I need to learn to love myself first. And that's the first and foremost and the most important thing. And I feel like once I've learned how to do that, I'll be able to give that to the people around me or the next person that comes into my life. But I think that I've stopped doing that and I started putting these expectations. And these are all things I've said in the past before, but this is just reiterating what I mean by this final point here is that I put these expectations on people and I put, and I, and subconsciously I do this. And these are expectations that people just can't meet. 
And I think that that creates an idealistic image of this person that they just can never attain. And that's my fault for doing that. Obviously, it goes both ways. If someone's a dick to me, I'm not afraid to leave anymore. I think that I was very scared because comfort comfort is, comfort is causes complacency. You get comfortable with someone or something, you get fucked. I'm going to be honest with you. Seek discomfort. It's a very weird kind of mantra. But unless you find the one or you marry someone or you or you've you build a connection where you're like this you know what this person's fucking lit like I can I can get behind this person yeah have that comfort but f- try to seek com- discomfort in other areas of your life don't just sit and be comfortable and be happy I sat when I was comfortable and I just spiraled into fucking depression I spiraled into gaining so much weight and and forgetting about loving and caring about myself even though like I've said that I'm going to start doing that so that's what that the final point is. If you think about her, flip the negatives into positives. Not not in the sense of oh she she screwed me over. Let's think about that positively. But flipping the negatives of being like I'm never gonna have like. And again, I'm reading on myself. I do apologize, but flipping that into those memories into being grateful that I had the opportunity to 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 have those memories and I had the opportunity to to learn from being with this person and simultaneously being happy that she's happy. If she's happy without me then so be it. If she's not then so be it as well, you know. You know, I've made my bed literally and I will rest in it too. The same goes for you, the same goes for every other single person on this planet. We make our beds and we lay in them. So I think that I want to end up flipping those those negative thoughts about memories into being grateful that I got the opportunity to do them. And simultaneously, I need to be happy. If, if I care about someone, I have to be happy for them. The same way that we all should. If you care about your mom and she's on something good, you have to be happy for her. You should be at least. So if you care about your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your cousin, your sister, your, your brother, your dog, <laughs> whatever the case may be, if they've done something that makes them happy and if they are truly happy right now and if you and if you do truly care about them then you just have to be happy for them and you have to show genuine happiness i think is the hardest part to do there but that's that's my september september challenge yeah pretty much my august to september challenge my one month challenge those are my tasks quickly i am going to read rio jams um ones as well i'm sure he won't get mad at me doing these but for him gym six times a week eat five meals a day. He's trying to bulk up. He's a scrawny little boy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, um, you know, he wants to bulk up. So he's a six-day gym, five meals a day kind of thing. Post every two days. I believe this is post videos. We have been having a lot of discussions with him about getting his channel back up and running again. So hopefully he kicks his ass into gear for this month. Meditate daily. I don't, I'm not a kind of meditation guy. I kind of find my peace in meditation when I go for walks and such. But I mean, if you can find that peace and comfort in meditating yourself, then I mean that that's awesome. So he's going to meditate daily. Use time at work efficiently. I think that I kind of fall into the same boat as well. I find myself completing tasks either too fast or too slow. And in the meantime, instead of like spending time doing the work, I kind of just meander around. And I don't use my time at work efficiently. And I think that what I want to start doing at work as well for myself is that if I have spare time, use that spare time planning a video or like developing something or working on another side project or finding out how I can better myself or something like that. So I think that I definitely, I do agree. Um, be efficient with the time at work. He has no social media, 
no video games. And I love this little part at the very end he's put in. He's like, if you fail, you are a certified stinker. And I love that idea because I think that the best part about having someone like Rowan or a friend like Ryan, or, you know, hopefully you guys have somebody like this too, is that we keep each other in check for these kinds of things. Uh, for the last like month or so, We've been like asking each other, have you gymmed or walked or have you done something productive today? And, you know, we always tell each other, yep, I've done this, I've done that, keep each other in check. And I think for this for this one month challenge, we'll be keeping each other in check as well. And I think that that kind of wraps up the one month challenge part. But I want to, and I and I did say these would be a little shorter, so I do apologize. It's only going to be about 40 minutes this episode here, but I don't really have much else I want to say. And I don't want to dawdle on for too much either. But I do want to put out, I want everyone that watches these videos or listens to this podcast, I want everyone to join in. I'm going to be posting this the same day that I recorded it. And I want everyone to take a couple minutes, couple moments and pick a, a handful of things that you know you're, you're lacking on or you know that you're struggling with. And I want all of us together for this month from the 30th of August to the 30th of September to all be in it together. And I want us to all just strive and succeed as well as we possibly can. And I want to keep each other in check as well. So I'd love for those that end up making a, a subset of, of tasks for themselves, post in the comments, uh, tweet at me, at Captain. Oh, there you go. There's a notification, lads. I have a dinner tomorrow night with my former boss. Let's make some money moves. <laughs> I do apologize for that interruption there. But... I want everyone to post in the comments or tweet at me at Captain Papa with two eyes. And I want everyone to, 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 to show me what's your, what's your one month challenge. What are the tasks that you want to do the best you possibly can to adhere to? They can be productive, productive ways. They can be about going to the gym. They can be about looking after yourself. They can be about saying a positive thing about yourself every single day. They can be about eating, eating well. They can be about, you know, this month, I want to go on a date even, you know, this month, I want to ride my bike more. This month, I want to see my friends more. It can be anything in the world, but I want us all to take this month. So the 30 days, August 30th to September 30th, I want us all to be in this together and really work our asses off to be better as individuals. And I would love to see what you guys have in store for yourselves. And hopefully everyone that listens here kind of takes a a pen and paper loads up their notepad on their phone and writes out some challenges they want to accomplish. I think this is for the best. And hopefully that we can come back and subconsciously do this every month as well. We don't have to be strict about it, but I know that once this month's out, we're going to, we're going to come back after the month is done and we're going to have a chat about how we went overall and see what, what we gained, what we didn't do as well as we should have um, and see how we can progress forward from there. But with that being said, uh, this is another episode of the Captain's Lodge done. Captain's Lodge, you know, we've been chilling in the lodge these days, having a chat around the fire, talking about things. I do apologize as per normal. They don't come out as frequently as I would like. I can't really find the time anymore. It's been pretty tough to do so, but I do still love making these videos because it keeps me in check. And it's kind of like a little bit of a diary to see how my mental health has been going and see how I've been doing as an individual. But with that being said, episode 10 is done. As per normal, if you if you enjoyed today's episode, sorry, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Plenty of Treasure Cruise content, plenty of Captain's Lodge content on the way as per normal. Simultaneously, make sure you go to the audio-only version if you hate my face 
anchor.fm forward slash captain's lodge and the episodes are also posted on spotify as well make sure you follow me on twitter i tweet some inane stuff i tweet about Trojan cruise i tweet about whatever i try to track uh, try to get a viral tweet every so often you know uh so make sure you go follow me on there it's probably the best pa- best place to keep an update with me uh so overall super positive with that front there but with that being said I've been Captain Poppy, and that's been another episode of the Captain's Lodge. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Peace.